What's up, everybody? Cool cats and cuties. Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I am the notorious, notorious David Majors, formerly known as DJM. You can't really call me that anymore. My co-host, Action Jackson, Jack Dalton Alistar. What's up, Jack? Uh, I, I thought I would try this experimental thing where I would just uh, play play my little tiny shitty Spanish guitar, but it turned out that that's not a good idea because it will not tell you about the animes. So there it goes. Everything is going swell. Swell it and is. not so swell. So let's do things. Let's, let's talk about the cartoons and, and all that other stuff. No. As many times as we've done that, uh, we've managed to convince people to come and join us. And Jack, <laughs> as they say in the podcast biz, this is your get. So how about you t- tell us? Alrighty. Well, I met this fellow. He was incredibly articulate about the animus at various points of uh, meeting him at conventions and such. And he somehow seemed to think I was hilarious. So the only thing that I can truthfully say is... Uh, I appreciate his uh, patronizing of my sense of humor. Please welcome Anime News Network writer and contributor Christopher Ferris. Or Chris. Hi, Chris. Oh. Hello, everybody. No, I mean, it's true, though. Jack is hilarious. So, Hooray! <laughs> I continue so, to lie to him, and the lie is working. <laughs> so we're already off on a good start. Because we all agree that Jack is hilarious. Yeah, uh, well, so guys. He's, he's a consummate professional in the uh, uh, saying funny words that people want to listen to business, apparently. So I think that that's uh, quantifiable. That's why I keep him around. But Jack, <laughs> I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. W- what do you want to hear first? Well, let's. Uh, we're on such a good roll right now. You know, we got high, high mood. Everybody's all giggling <laughs> and chuckling. So let's start with the bad news. <laughs> all right. All well, just as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, you can no longer just call me DJM because yes, it's true. A posse, your boy DJM got suspended <laughs> from Twitter. Yes. <laughs> so yes, indeed. So I've been meaning to clarify, actually. So is it just a suspension? Like you'll be back eventually, or are you like outright banned? Like you are, you are. I'm thinking. Uh, Twitter paid. When I last logged on, it said suspended. <laughs> I appealed. I did send in the appeal. So who knows? But given <laughs> what I said, I'm, I'm probably banned. Oh my I'm god. Well, what's the story? Yeah, yeah, gonna... <laughs> That's right, everybody. Out of all of the people out there that do an anime podcast, I'm the one. Mr. Professional David Majors, Mr. Oh So Professional, is the one that got banned. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, you I'm professional? like Meanwhile, I'm out here telling people like, if you played Stay Stay My Trip in North Korea, you should be lynched. <laughs> like I go in I go on Twitter doing that kind of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like there's people over here making a name for themselves in the shit posting biz. Meanwhile, David is over here being as professional as possible, so obviously he's just not gonna fit in with these cool kids. Uh, apparently I'm well, telling you, you man, know what? Too I, I I will Actually, Jack, you're probably not wrong about that. I might be too woke for Twitter because somebody (laughs) said something about being triggered and Mm -hmm. they didn't realize that I am the son and a nephew of a couple of Vietnam veterans. 
Mm. And also, my best friend since sixth grade also spent some time in Iraq. <laughs> so the whole post-traumatic stress disorder thing, mm-hmm. you know how it is kind of no. when Bruce Banner gets angry? You know, mm-hmm. most of the time he's okay, but when he gets angry, you know, he he really gets angry. You uh, well, wait, you okay, that's, that's like, woke Hulk, like angry. woke, you woked out? I, I kind of did. I kind of did. And, uh, I, I might have, I, I might have crossed the line and, and mm. I, I might have, I might have <laughs> thrown out some threats at some mm. people. So, yeah. If you want to try and trigger old DJM again, don't <laughs> fucking do it. And I'm not laughing. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. It's not his. It's not his fault that the fish stew with four kinds of rice and coconut milk. They just can't get the spices right in the states. <laughs> I can make that joke now. I know what it's from. Ah! Yeah, you can get you get that reference now because you're watching The Simpsons, right? Yeah, you can, like uh, you, you've officially like you were Help behind me. on like seventy five percent of current American pop culture, and you are slowly catching up to the actual. <laughs> you know what I can say about that though. Uh, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> hey, <laughs> two in a row. Getting, the children but, uh, are definitely getting uh, more in touch, though. Guys, on the topic of things that really blew up in the 90s and are still inexplicably culturally relevant, <laughs> Jack, Chris, I'm just going to come out it. and say it. I got Dragon Ball Fighters, and Same. it is fun as hell. No, yeah, I, uh, I actually, um, I actually got on um, the night, the Thursday night, the night before it was supposed to come out. And I said, like, oh, I'll just check to see uh, if it actually is gonna, because like I was looking up for pre-orders because I thought, oh, maybe I will get the special edition. Not sure, all that sort of thing. And like everything that came up on like, uh, you know, on like online websites and retailers and stuff like that was, uh, just like digital download pre-order copies. I'm like, well, fine, I'll just get onto my PlayStation and, you know, get it that way. So. I ended up pre-ordering it like three hours before it came out. Oh, I pre-ordered mine on like Tuesday. I mean, see, you were clearly way more committed to wanting to jump on this. So yeah, I knew it was good. I knew I was going to get it. Of course I was going to get it. Right. (laughs) The Dragon Ball fighter made by Arc System works. And like, this is uh, the hype levels were unreal. And as I'm sorry, it really is. It really is a perfect storm. It is. The ultimate anime franchise, Dragon Ball. It is an Arxis game with a full Arxis production team behind it. <laughs> and it is on every major console except for the Switch, because they get Bayonetta 3, so they can shut up. <laughs> and Chris, like I said, the game is so much fun. It just... Uh, just taking the controller and playing it and just mashing buttons, it immediately feels like a more accessible Guilty Gear game. Uh, and the accessibility, again, gets another point just because it's a franchise that everyone knows. Wasn't and... thing, like I was, yeah, I agree entirely. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to, you, you continue and then I'll jump, say some stuff. Uh, I was going to say also, one, the accessibility and it really does have that pick up and play vibe that a lot of fighting games usually don't have. So, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean it's um, that's the thing. There's not a lot of interesting uh, discussion yet, but because I do 100% agree, it's got the uh, it, it does that. Uh, and Arxis has been working this into their games quite a bit. 
for a while recently that um, auto combo system where you just hit the uh, button automatically to get one big long super combo. But then it's also got a very good like just really easy to hit like B and B A B C D combo uh the little dash mechanics work really well as far as like getting you started and uh, doing stuff like it was funny for me because it was actually uh, like all the various fighting games and even more highly technical ones i've played over the time it actually made it trickier it gave me a bit of pause actually because i was playing it i'm like i was picking my first character i think i was one of the gokus i'm like man how do i fire a key blast on this i'm doing like quarter circles and z's and stuff like that and it's like oh they're just on a button that makes sense just for a dragon X. ball fighter <laughs> like it's and it was kind of one of those oh duh moments and then i figured out it's got the uh that that same doujin fighter uh, uh, button layout, which is just you know light, medium, heavy, and then a button that does special stuff, and just even before I got into the tutorials, you're right, just picking it up, fiddling around with different characters and making them do stuff was was uh, a, a lot of fun just on its own. It is it's it, is it intuitive? I think it is. Yeah, it is more intuitive. It is more intuitive, in my opinion, than some of the other Arc System games. Uh, maybe oh, it's just because the the Dragon Ball franchise is so ex- so much more accessible than than say Blaze Blue. Uh, but I really feel like yes. once I got the controller and played around a little bit in the practice mode, it was like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go, and that was really exciting. And another <laughs> thing, I I don't know if if this has been confirmed or not. But I'm going to say something even crazier. <clears throat> the story mode is pretty enjoyable too. And I'm uh, not just saying the... that I'm not just saying that cuz of my redhead fetish with Android 21 <laughs> either. I'm I'm enjoying it. I got up I start I've been playing I've started I did start I've started playing the story mode and I got up to the uh, chapter where 21 is first introduced. They don't even they, they don't even say she's 21 yet. She's mysterious red ribbon army researcher. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, I mean, I already knew who she was originally, and like, afraid, I mean, okay, I liked her a lot too. Even if I did look at her and go, "Yep, that looks about like what would you you would get if you asked Arc System Works to come up with a Dragon Ball character." Um, and, I mean, truth it be told, women. Honestly, I'm much more. I'm after the reveal, I am much more of a Majin Twenty One man. But uh, either way, she's very. I mean, she seems cool so far, and like, I'm interested in seeing the, the story mode so far is interesting. The whole. You put your soul in Goku's body thing is a weird way to bring in the player. So I don't know. But like the rest of it has been like it's enjoyable just watching these characters. Uh, I don't know so if if you have heard or or if it's been mentioned. Did Toei Animation work with Arxis on the story mode? Um, I don't know. I have no clue if like Toriyama wrote it, if Toei did it, who came up with the story. I mean, it feels... I mean, it feels pretty natural so far. It's got more going on than I expect from like a video game, a fighting game story mode and it does have a lot to do like I mean, if you've played any of arxis's other story modes uh guilty gear exards notwithstanding since it's not really something you play but like you think of like the ones like in blaze blue or the earlier guilty gears or uh even persona arena games where they actually do kind of turn them into more full-fledged uh, almost visual novel uh type things sometimes with like branching yeah and so forth it, that i was about it, to mention persona is oh, sorry <laughs> No, it is. No, you're right. Let's <laughs> jump right in. Persona, um, Persona is a hundred percent that kind of uh, aesthetic and situation that they're going for in uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, uh, it definitely feels like whether or not they are working directly with the company responsible for the original work, they definitely know how to get the aesthetic and the story across in the way that you know makes it feel like it's a Persona game rather than oh, this is Blaze Blue, but with Persona characters. 
characters. Yeah, there was a little it's bit all- of uh, in the run up. There was definitely I could see I, I agree. There was almost like I knew it was going to be cool, but there was a bit of a trip edition that it would just turn out to be, you know, Guilty Gear with Dragon Ball characters. But no, it mm. really does feel like a Dragon Ball fighting game that just has an absolute crap load of polish on it. Which is that, long overdue, given Dragon oh, yeah. Ball's history of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, like still reeling. Games. I'm still reeling. Budokai games, games are all stars. right. They're all right. You're still reeling from what, Jack? Game stars. Oh. Game stars. <laughs> I never actually played that any was of the thing. stars. I'm not a big fan. I'm sure someone out there likes it. I'm not a big fan of uh, like uh, arena fighters all that much, except for Power Stone. But I was going to say it's more in the thing. Smash Brothers mold, right? Like it's it's like Smash Brothers. If there's also a button to make you go to the bounds of the sky, basically. Like, mm. do you do you want to make Bobo go wee? That's fine. <laughs> I do like Power Stone. Although, though. although. I have to be fair, though. I did almost exclusively play Bulbabo, and uh, there is a designated button for shooting Citrus, which is <laughs> probably my favorite thing about it, because that may or may not be the greatest attack that he ever had in the series. But I did also play this, even though I haven't been piping up much over at a friend's <laughs> house, because uh, your boy Jack, he he broke. He, he needs to get more. He's get more commissions because uh, a lot of them went to uh, printing a, a comic. More on that later. But uh, th- this game is a lot of fun and i had a lot of fun like knocking back some drinks and playing with some friends it's a really fun game just to have for a night of fun yeah no i need to uh i need to get my friends to play it we were uh, we were all over on friday we were actually playing poker instead but (laughs) we need to we need to stop playing a nerdy game like poker and just play a real play a real grown up dragon ball dragon ball fighters (laughs) right now, if you can combine the two somehow, like I've I've made uh, Mario Kart DUI, then you've got yourself a game, oh, Mister. Oh, like uh, the similar game I invented, PBR CTR. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> I, I will I'm admit, so glad I've, you're a guest today. I've done a few rounds of Tekken after a couple of drink, sips of vodka, but it's uh, uh, about as open far. A cold one with the boys. <laughs> And uh, as uh, Chris can attest to, I've been I've been playing a drinking game where I'll play Cuphead, and uh, all have already had a couple of drinks, and uh, every time I die, I will take another sip. So then I'm you know kind of on the same level as uh, Jack. the most ordinary you're, people playing the game. <laughs> you're not doing that with Sonic One, are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Because if you are, we might have to talk about this whole Marble Zone thing again. We might have to talk about that. That's right. He's still stuck on Marble Zone. <laughs> I got to Act Three, and then I've just gotten really busy because of I have to print stuff. I, I, it, it's, okay. it's been a little bit massive part of my of my life for the last week, and it's been uh, something. Look, Jack, uh, I, I will simply say, I, I will simply say, back in the day when I got to the final level of Sonic Spinball. I left the game paused for a few hours because I didn't want to reset. So no judgment here. No judgment okay, good. Here. Because I have certainly done that. I think maybe my Super Nintendo will never uh, recover from the one time I wanted to beat Mario 2 without going through warps and then just left it on World 7 for, I think, maybe six days during the week. <laughs> so you could get back. Okay, so that's slightly like the yeah, only thing I, mean, I have on that level is my... When I first got a PlayStation, when we made my 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 brother and I, uh, our family got a PlayStation, a PS One, we were kids. We didn't have a memory card. We just had games. We had we had the Ooh. first Rayman. 
which is borderline impossible if you've ever played it. Um, oh, and it, uh, it Crash Bandicoot Warped. And my brother and my dad uh, dedicated themselves one evening to beating all of Crash Bandicoot Warped without a memory card. So they did that. And we only, they only left it. I, I played a couple of levels, I think, but it was mostly them. And like they left it paused uh, like during dinner time and like other stuff while they were setting up, seeing how far they could get. Um, and I think they got to... I, I don't want to say they got all the way to the last boss, but they got to like the end world before I think something happened and the PlayStation got reset. Oh, oh we did eventually well, get a memory and just play like normal. But in in the words of Oni Plage, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're getting off uh, topic of our initial uh, video games. So how about we talk thing always makes me angry that I distinctly remember spewing hot fury and spittle at somebody at my restaurant that I work at yesterday about this exact thing. This exact thing, David. This exact oh, thing? Jack. See, I I wrote in the, the Google Doc essentially saying, are you mad? Because I'm really not, but oh, oh, oh. you are. <laughs> yeah, no, Have I was... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so I don't take animation like as a medium nearly as seriously as Jack does. Like I'm very, I, I very en- I enjoy it quite a bit. I like it, and I'm very passionate about it. But I also um, think that the institution to which you are referring, to which I'm not sure if there's been formally introduced in the podcast yet, is bullshit, and that I don't really worry about their opinion. And Ladies I'm and somewhere in the I middle where where <laughs> I say I do take the medium relatively seriously not as much as jack who's made it mm-hmm. his career choice his his passion mm-hmm. but i i i'm of the belief that the motion picture academy of arts is not <laughs> to be taken seriously at all ever yeah at sorry all. just no, no. so there's only, been two, there's only been Have two you- times there's only been two times that i've ever cared about what they said for best picture and that was the artist and uh and the King's Speech in the two subsequent years that those two won. I have not seen Moonlight yet. I intend to, but let me just go on fucking record. I'm gonna go on a fucking record. Are y'all listening out there? Yeah. Okay, a posse. I don't care. Please, gentlemen who are listening. So put this Jack, on the fucking TV tropes character page. This is the berserk button. Okay, this is the berserk button. If I ever want to get myself angry because everything is okay in my life, I will go to the Wikipedia page for the nominations and winners of the Academy Fucking Awards Best Animated Feature, and I will kill myself. Every time I I want to get myself angry, I will go there because for some reason I think it's a good idea to look and see who didn't win because Disney released a thing that same year. The only time they didn't win, when they released Scars 2 because that was a goddamn Travis. What do we have this year? (laughs) <laughs> don't you highlight that i'm seeing you with the highlighter <clears throat> <laughs> you also you also spelled it wrong i'm sorry the uh as i as i said earlier that the entire point of this is now whenever we refer to this film we have to every use the whole phrase the entire time academy award nominated nominated the boss baby <laughs> the boss baby yes oh! <laughs> academy so, not I'm sorry, one I'm to do a Dwayne the Rock Johnson situation where I just say the whole thing every time. Not one Listen. anime. Not your is... name. Nothing. Loving but the boss right. baby Kingbusters year for was nominated too. Yeah. We got silent voice I, your name in this corner works. of the world. Come on. I am shocked that DreamWorks put forward Boss Baby and not Captain Underpants, which I swear to God, I am not fucking with you guys. That was a 
genuinely good movie. You're not the only one. I've seen movie. a lot of people just jaw dropped that uh, Captain Underpants didn't get the bo- like. Did they put did they put Academy Award nominated film The Boss Baby up as like a troll? But like just to say like, okay, we all know the Academy's bullshit. Let's see how far we can push it. I swear to God, if it wins, I'm going to go out and <laughs> strangle someone. <laughs> Why are you little? Jack. Hey, look, another reference you get. Uh, I'll say that as far as I know, we were recording a podcast at that time. Whoever it was got strangled. I got you, Jackson. I got you. Oh, hey, alibi. Mm-hmm. Provide an alibi mm-hmm. using using podcast-based alibis. I'm pretty sure there's a – if CSI was still making episodes, they would probably do one about that. Well, uh, folks, I, I do have to say, though, uh, this was the exact conversation I had last night. There's a little bit of clip notes. I mentioned, oh, yeah, but Loving Vincent also got nominated, which I did make a personal uh, journey to go and see in Berkeley because that was one of the only cinemas that was actually playing that. And if you two aren't familiar, Loving Vincent is the story of the aftermath of Vincent van Gogh's death. And this uh, Polish uh, film director wanted to encapsulate his life and his legacy in a completely hand-painted film. So they used actual oil canvas and painting and uh, made a, uh, I believe it's uh, about 80-minute film, and it's 650,000 individual paintings. Yeah, I've seen clips of it in action. It looks insane. It is fantastic. Fantastic! It's it's so, a little bit it's a little bit kind of like at the beginning, like he died, he died. Jack, Let me tell you, he died. But it's beautiful, Jack, and it's and my conversation with someone was, it's not going to win, and I went, yeah, I'm, yeah, you fucking. It's I'm dying to win. run this down, guys. I'm dying to run this down. So let's run it down. <laughs> Here are the nominees for best animated feature. Tell me, Mister Peanut Butter. <laughs> Despicable Me Three. Oh, my favorite! <laughs> the John Cena starring Ferdinand. Uh, he might actually be in uh, what might be the first good Transformers movie this year. He's also might be in Duke Nukem. That's what they're saying. Ah, uh, yes, a movie everyone was clamoring to get made. I'm telling you fucks right now. Ferdinand Cars 3. <laughs> okay, okay hold up. I wait. say again, Cars 3. <laughs> Cars 3 was actually not that bad. I don't want it to win, but I mean, it was not actually that bad. It was kind of like a Balboa thing. <laughs> I don't the know. Lego Batman of... movie. Wait, the Lego hey, Batman no. movie did get nominated? That's amazing. That's I'm what I'm that. looking at. That is I what heard... I'm looking at here. I saw a bunch of people mad that it didn't get nominated. If it did, that's if they, what like... I thought I saw. I'm double and triple checking. I'm double and triple nominated. Lego Batman movie. I mean, I'm look, double if, and triple checking, but I'm seeing Batman, Lego else. Batman. That that you, that wins. you know if that wins. That means a that few years ago when Jack, a few years ago when the Lego movie, the first one, wasn't nominated, I was in exactly the same place as you were when the when the Lego movie wasn't nominated. And then at that the Oscar awesome ceremony. They had Tegan and Sarah sing Everything is Awesome at the awards ceremony because apparently the entire world got pissed at them and the Academy had to be like, oh, my bad. (laughs) My bad, guys. I'm on Variety's page for the Oscars here and they don't have Cars 3 or or, uh, a Lego Batman movie. 
Okay. They do have Loving Vincent, see, though. So see, I'm I'm trying to find this. I've been trying to find this, but I didn't. I just googled I Academy Award seen... nominees 2018. Yeah. Oh, hey, how about Forbes? Hey, I know someone who I writes for them too. I put the, in the one thing I will say, feature. as you two are uh, crunching the numbers and trying to <laughs> dilly and find out what's on the internet, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, citation need- <laughs> needed. If if Lego Batman is in fact nominated and did in fact win, uh, that would mean that we allowed the author of uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, who basically wrote, uh, co-wrote uh, Jerry Maguire with Batman right. Joker to win. So let's that would reset. Be a fucking it's not on I've, seen, I've I'm on two pages so far, and I don't see Cars three or the Lego Batman movie, but I do okay, see so all the ones. Oh, I guess was on there though. And that uh, site I found so. was fake news. So. Yeah, we've got the well, breadwinner, have... <laughs> Coco. The breadwinner, I have heard good things about. Loving Vincent, which I've heard good things about. Just now. And the boss baby. I see that. Oh, hey, see that dovetailed into my joke, which is like, I don't see why everyone's going to be so shocked when the boss baby wins the Oscar. I mean, he won the election. Uh, <laughs> you can cut that if you want. No, I'm a, banned that's, from that's Twitter. the only good political joke I've heard this year. <laughs> It's we got a long ways to go, dude. <laughs> Look, man, me, I have me without a Twitter some account. Term, I've I've muted some specific terms on Twitter now to save my sanity. Oh, just gotta I, get some I, those extensions to change words to different things. I I wanted to put uh, something like uh, like I just recently saw the 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 chronicles of the the girl that changed her mother's uh, autocorrect from dirty clothes into acid. I wanted to do something like that. <laughs> Do you have any acid? Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Acid. Was uh, change uh, change she changed do the dishes to throw that ass in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> throw that ass in a circle when you get home. <laughs> what is happening? Is that, like, is that like a Nelly song? I feel like that was a Nelly song or, or like <laughs> a song from the from the Kronk era of like two thousand six. Kronk oh, yeah. had a whole era? I mean he did oh. get his groove back. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm like <laughs> literally. <don't> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so twenty or it was uploaded in twenty in twenty fifteen. So the, the next thing from the nineties you're going to have to explore, Jack, is is nineties hip hop. That that's Jack's next on your time traveling. on your homework list. I mean, rappers delight. I know that. I love rappers delight. It's like a ten minute song. I love ten minute songs. <laughs> I love I love near rhymes that are like still kind of exploring how the scheme of uh, musical uh, metered speaking works. <laughs> it's my fave. They're really happy with while while I figure out what '90s hip hop I want Jack to listen to. I, I I want to ask a question that that has come up a couple of times with with when we were talking about having Chris on. So <laughs> there's this thing. That this thing coming out lately called Doki Doki Literature. Oh, yeah. Jackson. There's a can of worms. Yeah, it was, we you were. Have I something. Was, this was the one thing you asked me to do to prepare for this show, and I did do it. And I've so gotten I'm... the impression you have something to say. Do you? <laughs> I might. I got the. Ah, you don't get that when reference privy, yet. When you're privy to the pre show of the, uh, the pre show information regarding this whole situation. I'm going to go out on a limb real quick and just think that uh, my my correct response is to be like, eat my shorts. I don't know. <laughs> they make fun of that yes. line in the show more often than they have him just like straight away say that line. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I do remember, quote the raven, eat my shorts. That was pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, folks. Doki Doki Literature, pl- please elucidate, expound. Yeah. Doki Doki Literature so, Club. Yes. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, which has a really unfortunate uh, fan uh, acronym, uh, shortening abbreviation of it, uh, which makes it seem like it's some kind of strange fetish. Uh, is For what, DLC? DDLC. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, charging microtransactions. Yeah, so it seems like it's like yeah, like daddy little, daddy little <laughs> suicide. If you spell it with a C, anyway. Suicide. Come on, Kyle, give a smile. Don't you have a hashtag Disney side? Why certainly I spell it with a C. <clears throat> <In any case. laughs> like really, that was too campy. Really for good me, at getting kids. off track. Uh, well, that's what happens sometimes. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is a visual novel that I distinctly remember telling Chris I don't like it. It's not good, but it is worth talking about. I'd agree with you on that and one. And then it's... the more I looked into it, the more there's kind of more insidious nonsense and really bad implications that weren't thought through about it. So I am going to get a little bit maybe SJW for for from Jack, which is shocking. But uh, mm. in any case, Chris, no. please please tell me about um your experience with Doki Doki Literature Club. Maybe we can shed a little bit of light on this uh, seemingly... Uh, happy-go-lucky visual novel. Well, okay, I mean, I think, it, and that's the other thing. And like, I think I talked to you about this back when we were first talking about it. And I don't think either of us had actually played it yet. We just heard about it because yeah, I'd seen it up on a couple of places. Um, oh, this uh, game, and like the first time I saw it, one of my friends was just flipping through Twitch uh, because we'd hooked it up on uh, uh, the TV because we were actually trying to find the giant robot fight at the time. But that's a whole other story. Um, uh, and some people were playing it like, oh, what's this? They're playing some visual novel, some some Jap- some some Japanese dating sim game on their Twitch channel. And like they were just like, oh, why do people play these games? This looks so this looks so dumb and boring and lame. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, maybe the story has like some interesting twist to it. I mean, people like your 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 heirs and cannons and shoot, I'm playing kindred spirits on the roof right now myself. Um and so I didn't think much of it. I just knew that this was a game that was out there that eh, maybe it was good. People were talking about it. And then um, I actually was on my Tumblr and they had like the trending blogs or the trending things going by. And it said uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, this game that got everyone uh, uh, surprised because of its insidious twists later on. And I did a little bit of looking around. I'm like, oh, it's one of those things where it uh, it starts off all normal and innocent and bland or whatever and then gets surprised. It's creepy. Uh, there's a big twist at the end you don't see coming. Um, and as I said to you when we were talking about it before, my problem was that like, if a game has to, if you have to read up on a game and essentially spoil for yourself that it has these twists in order to make yourself interested in it at all, it kind of wrecks the uh, the the point of having it do that twist in the first place. Exactly. Like, like, I like the idea that the game is like the game is essentially free. Um, I mean, essentially it is free. Yes. Um, you just go on to Steam and you download it. And like, I think it would have been even better if it had been like just like if they just like and obviously they couldn't have done this, but if they'd work with Steam or something just to push this game out onto people's computers and Steam list. So you go, oh, I have this game on my library that I hadn't noticed before. Let's check it out and open because it is like this whole. That, I mean, are we are we going into full spoilers on this here? Like as we're discussing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's absolutely. So, I, don't I will literally never consume any of this content. So go right. Oh, ahead. okay. No, it's very yeah. much because uh, that that very much is the gimmick of the game. Is it's a haunted dating sim that you don't know where it came from and you quickly discover. It's very creepy pasta. Like the it game is. will shut itself forcibly. Uh, you have to fuck around with the game files. Sometimes well, things the thing. will like, be added as I, to the files. 
and I feel I have a feeling you're going to talk about this in more detail. But as soon as I got to the twist at the uh, yes. end of the first run through of the game, and it did that, it, it gets so heavy handed. It's very like, oh, this isn't a game where I can open up my save file and go back and change things. Like it's really like all the way through that. And I think I was messaging you guys about this as we went on, actually, yeah. um, all the way through the first part. It's really being heavy handed. We're like um, Yuri is talking about like, oh, isn't it interesting? What a story that didn't seem like uh, it was a scary story at first suddenly changes gears halfway through and becomes something else. Um, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate like really like I'm, congratulatory I, I was, bullshit i was I rolling my eyes the whole it. thing and then as soon as like yeah the big thing in the at the halfway point happens and it's like talking about save files and all of a sudden your save files are erased and you restart and knows what's going on it's like okay guys yeah i i liked undertale too but it, it, like I mean, and undertale was also had like its issues with that where it's like it's making you feel really inexplicably just undeniably bad for playing a third of the game that like you know has probably some of the most interesting like plot twists and no, you know, some really gameplay elements and music all, all the stuff that's in like just the misdirect part of the first part of the game um like there it actually i get even as i was rolling my eyes for all the really heavy-handed foreshadowing there was like some interesting bits there mainly just like the whole concept of hey you know how these visual novel uh dating sim heroines always kind of have like uh like, uh like they always exhibit um symptoms uh you would say of like various psychological issues and like things that are wrong with them that you just kind of like deal with like in their normal lives to help them. Hey, what if they actually had these genuine psychological issues that we acknowledged and uh, like, uh, you know, addressed yes. and said the words of and with them, I'm like, okay, that's kind of an interesting thing. And even as you're immediately going, and it's probably going to go somewhere really. So somewhere pointedly horrible, like, like you said, just to make you feel bad. Yes. Um, so before we get too much into it, cause we are getting uh, very general about it. I just want to go ahead and say uh, the things that happen because I don't care if you wanted to play this and didn't play it in Frankly, the game's been out there for this many months. And I think the memes and fan base have kind of crested. So if you haven't played it already, um, you're, I, I think it, for something like this, the statute of limitations is over or you can close this and go play it. It's like four hours out of your day, but come back. So Please guys, back. the impression that I'm getting is that this Ooh. was supposed to be some heavy deconstruction. Oh of yeah. Let me tell you da dating yeah, sim with a saying, twist. Yeah. Yeah, I but will tell it, you. So, how how shitty is this, Jackson? So, the idea is that they do explore these psychological things. So, each of the characters has something that is mentioned in pretty well. Like, I'm going to give the devil its due, but let me go ahead and like list these down. Uh, the first character with the big twist is Sayori, and that's your childhood friend. And she actually reveals to you in a surprisingly well written from her end anyway i'll get into that mm -hmm. uh conversation that she is uh struggling with depression that she spends many days just it's really well written for her she keeps talking about the fact that you know just i i feel empty and that you know i just wonder like why am i continuing to do this to myself it's really really well no, that's, written that's the, to describe that's the thing. depression I was... That's what I was getting at because like it and it's kind of like I just to piggyback off of that. It's like what I was referring to where they're kind of taking these anime visual novel tropes and uh, kind of cutting to, hey, this is what like, OK, like, oh, that character who the main character has to wake up out of bed every morning. She's so sleepy. What if it's like, well, no, she can't get out of bed because she's clinically depressed and physically yeah. is unable to most of the time. That's but a symptom of depression. What if we adjusted that? <laughs> 
But then the player, his whole fucking deal is he's like, well, no, like he was written horribly. And this is where it gets, as the kids say, problematic because his whole thing is like, no, you're pushing this onto me. I'm going to make you feel bad. Like it's awful. Like it's not fucking worth reading for this sake. Like just go and read something that with someone with actual mental illnesses wrote. Uh, But the big twist is Sayori, the next day, she kills herself. She hangs herself in her bedroom, and then it gets super, like, distorted music, and they zoom in on this anime visual of this girl with glassy eyes who is, like, and it's, like, happy kind of music that's getting distorted, like, (laughs) and it's just, like... Uh, fuck you, you know, because when I it happened, to, when it happened biggest... when I was playing, it was less of a, a less of a shock and more of a, okay, there it is. And they get so bad, like the heavy handedness of it of like, no, she's dead. I, I can't ever see her anymore. This kind of thing. The really problem, the, the, the big problem with this is they then treated just this gigantic joke after having like you can't have your fucking cake and eat it too guys like you need you fucking need to be able to explore these themes or you're gonna use them as a joke like you can't really have both you cannot you can't sit there and go we're gonna have this really well thought out discussion where she is discussing how uh depressed she is and it's gonna be shockingly well written and then go and then you get to the classroom and the self-aware character uh Mm -hmm. goes like Oh, you left her hanging, did you? Like, I was gonna say you. they do that right there, like purely just to like this, mainly just to punch people, like game. when they go back and try and play it again. Yeah, and that's like it, and then, like with the later revelations of the game, actually, um, it, as it becomes known, like that's the other thing. After about this point, the game effectively quote unquote breaks, and you start a new one, and everything's all glitched out and weird and creepy and everything. Um, and it becomes so more you have like of a, a fourth typical. Point. You have a typical Yandere character who is mm-hmm. actually like physically obsessed with you to the point where she's like marking things with her scent to give to you. And then the one they really glossed over, which I was really pissed off about because this is a thing that uh, I'm not, not, not putting it out there for pity, but I have dealt with this before. And they just really glossed it over. I feel like they were just running out of space and running out of time or whatever. Like they just didn't give enough of a shit to explore with it is uh the the little loli character is actually malnourished it's implied because her father mm-hmm. doesn't feed her she has this whole deal with abuse and they only really just give a couple of lines to that and then the character again who is self-aware is like oh i mean it's just kind of funny isn't it that you know she she's so small and it's really not her fault at the time of this and oh well like it feels like there was supposed to be like a third is. like there was supposed to be a third run through there that got cut either for like pacing reasons or because they just didn't have time to put her in there. Because yeah, I kept like, like there's all these like little, I'm the same way with you with, uh, with Natsuki is the character's name is that yes. she keeps making all these illusions, like how she feels and how she regards the the club and the game and what it means for her as someone who has trouble, like at home with, who doesn't really have a family taking care of everything. And they totally gloss over them and they never like go into the detail it needs. And I get like, like, I say it felt like they maybe wanted to put one more run through for that character in there, but they just didn't for whatever reason. And I think this kind of ties into like maybe what your big problem with the game is, where it's mainly just using the fact that these characters have issues less to actually explore them um, or do anything meaningful with them as far like from a story or analysis perspective and more just for the uh, the final more just like building up to this final punchline of oh well it's only because this self-aware character the the real villain of the game was uh was 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 mucking with their programming and making things messed up in an effort so to just, shock for the sake of shock here's my yeah. here's my issue with all of the things that you're saying just the impression that i'm getting is that this is taking 
people who genuinely enjoy these types of things and look for this type of game to have heart and humor and really going out of their way to really piss them off. And um, the, I know this going out of his way to very... piss them off. It's more just like it really, like I said, no. more just like disregarding them. It's it's using them as, it's it's it, like it's not even depression porn. It's more like just depression as a prop to uh, sell the idea of something's wrong with this game. It, it's not even just that. It is uh, they they. I think that there is actually an intent to piss people off because the guy uh, Dan Salvato went on uh, record saying that he made this game to comment on animate tropes so i think he had a, an idea and even the villains uh whole deal is actually kind of well it, it's a good concept but everything is just so frustrating well, in his way to do it and it's very, i will say the whole thing i'm sorry one like <laughs> let me just say this uh okay. this game reminds me of another game that has a big thorn on my side bendy and the fucking ink machine stop comparing <laughs> it to cuphead i hate all of you anyway <laughs> because if one. you go to the steam if you go to the, the steam age of bendy and the ink machine which has this whole thing of a, a shitty untrained eyes aesthetic of 1930s cartoons they go well this game's gonna ruin your childhood and that's <laughs> basically in so many fucking more words this entire visual novel of like we're gonna ruin your weeb shit and like they only give you one but i like ruining they only weeb give you shit, one, Jack. well but it's bad ruining weeb shit because again they're are very patting themselves on like isn't it funny when like a suddenly a story is really scary out of nowhere and not treating these trying to treat them seriously serious commentary on mental illness and then also trying to just do it for the sake of shock it it feels like when they have like the last uh five minutes of family guy and then they decide okay we're gonna make this into a tr an emotional dramatic moment and they just have that slow pan in onto peter's face while he has his whole you know, ah, fuck it. I'll just do the cadence. Like, I mean, there's you, some, there's okay? some good, there's some well executed moments. I, I think, like, that's the thing. That's like good my ideas. big issue is like these characters. Like, like I said, they're basically going. They're clearly aware enough. Like, hey, these characters are exhibiting the signs of mental illness. So, what if we actually like explored that and made them have it? But then, like at the end. Towards the end, the revelation is, oh, well, you know, she wasn't actually depressed. She only killed herself because I programmed her to. And that's what's really the like. So that's like if you're oh, I don't well, know, that feels very that feels very kind disregarding of... of the idea of because uh, like, like, I mean, one thing about the game is like, like I said, like you only end up going and playing this thing after you've heard that it's got, you know, spooky twists anyway. But the game itself isn't it doesn't. Even when it's being its cloyingest at the beginning, the game literally opens and has on its page and everything like a warning, like, hey, this game isn't for people who are easily disturbed. And like you can actually see like the horror listings and everything on the Steam page. So you pretty much know what you're getting into when you do this. A but friend a friend actually came to me and said that they they, they had to like like turn their lights on for the next couple of nights when they went to sleep not because it was sad or like not because it was uh, scary to them because it uses like just the most whatever kind of visuals like oh no she has photorealistic eyes now oh like it's not oh, yeah. it's not scary I, i'm sorry if you're scared no, by that it's not really scary. scary but yeah, my friend <laughs> my friend was actually that depressed to the point where they just mm -hmm. were up they had the major insomniac like it's not good okay you you have to you either go all the way in the sense 
sense of, you know, going and having a genuine commentary about this like Undertale tried to accomplish, or you go in the other direction, which is Honey Pop, where you parody anime and just make them say the F word a bunch and be joking and crass for no fucking reason. And I love Honey Pop. I do not love Doki Doki Literature Club, and they are essentially the same kind of like intent for the game. Like they're a spoof on anime done by uh, what I believe is an American uh, development team. Uh, real quick, I do want to just uh, we we were talking about uh, Monica, but let me go ahead and tell this to David because she is the best idea because she is left for the end because she is the main antagonist. Monica is actually a character out of the four that you cannot date. She didn't get a romance option written for her. So when she figures this out, because her position as literature club president actually gives whoever is in that position, they play on that later, kind of godlike uh, understanding that they are in a game. Because they're, the, uh, they're supposed to just be like the tutorial character, basically, that just tells the player like, oh, this is how you like this is how you pick out the words to talk to characters and this is how you save and stuff like that. Yeah, so she, she, uh, she decides, I guess. She decides that she's going to bump up the negative personality traits of these characters. So the fact that Yuri is very antisocial and uh, more cares about books and things like that. And you have some decent discussions of literature with her. And then the fact that Natsuki is very clearly that kind of Sundere stereotype uh, gets everything just becomes more more you know, intense. And then they're just basically they're flanderizing these characters until they are completely unlovable, but they still continue to talk to the player character and Monica just eventually deletes everyone. And yeah, the fact that that implication means, Oh no, like I just made Sayori more depressed to the point where she finally killed herself. And it like, that's a bothered. I said that was kind of the, the point where it was like, Oh, you, I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's like, what does that say to these, to, to you know, to real people who are in this situation, how they're supposed to regard their own mental illness? And it, like, it's absolutely renders the entire discussion from Sayora's perspective of being depressed that was actually kind of well written into being completely and utterly pointless because <laughs> it just, you know, thou art a cruel and angry god, I guess. <laughs> It's bad horror. It's bad writing. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Writing tip for everyone out there. It's important to discuss these things and you can make jokes. I have a lot of black humor in the novel I'm writing by my book, but I also <laughs> come from a point of perspective of it and I know how to try and treat it in a tactful manner. And I don't doubt that someone who was writing this had some kind of issue with depression. It's very obvious that they know what they're talking about. Why the well, fuck then why was it this? ripped apart? Why was shock it ripped for apart? the sake of shock? Value. Uh, they, yeah, oh. they do just end up using them as kind of props for their ultimate big twist, which I don't think is the right way to go about it. Like shit, they could have like uh, the obvious, like as the quote unquote realist character in the game, Monica has a lot of place where they could have actually addressed more concrete mental issues that she might have. But instead they just uh, uh, kind of have her be an ominous, self-aware video game character antagonist for the final part She's of the, the game. She's the next Haruhi Suzumiya, basically. And it's mm. really irritating to uh, me because everyone is buying into it. And I hate all of you for that. I like her as a character, but I have... Oh, too, God, too, like, Jack. You which, just had to mention because... Haruhi Suzumiya. You had yeah, to Har mention her. Haruhi's a bitch and a half. I will uh, break her fucking legs. I really like this show, and I one and thing I will I really break enjoyed, her arms, Jack. <laughs> one thing I really enjoyed about the show because I did enjoy, I actually did really enjoy uh, the Haruhi Suzumiya show, as I believe it was called. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I like the first season came out, and everyone like 
you know, went insane over it. And like Haruhi herself was like a mimetic, uh, a mimetically popular character that everyone loved and thought could do no wrong. And then they made the second season. And of course, like with the second season, everyone only ever talks about Endless Eight because, yeah, that was a poorly thought out broadcast decision. But there's the other part of the second season, which is this, the episodes that are in between of them doing the movies and they just completely unabashedly un like like blatantly are dedicated to showing no haru is actually a really really terrible person yeah i i I liked all the characters except for haruhi but the whole idea was she's too much of a dumb bitch to realize i always thought that was the whole point people i always thought that was the point from go was it just you and me jack so painful is that just you and me that caught on to that right away anyway I here, I, I just, so I don't know if I could like, you know, comparing Monica to Harvey. I honestly hadn't thought about that one, but I, it, it's, it's getting the same kind of thing where like you're not supposed to like Haruhi. I really feel like you're not supposed to, but people, even people in Japan made Haruhiism. Yeah. Fuck you! Don't do that. Don't make Monica this See, whole thing. Like, that, well, it was, that's I'm okay why it was first. Jack. <laughs> th- that is why I enjoy seeing anime tropes and and things about anime get ripped and disemboweled mercilessly which is why i was listening to what you guys were saying and it took a little bit of time for me to get there but i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down on doki doki literature club like (laughs) at first it sounded like at first it sounded like hey weebs fuck you which which i'm all for i'm all for but as you as you as you said a little more it was like oh they're 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 doing something that was really really someone who's trying to say that and can't (laughs) yeah it's not good horror it's not good writing and even the part that is like what you might consider like the vanilla dating sim is so fucking boring and (laughs) shitty and I don't and like really any of obvious it. about its whole thing. Like I said, it was funny because actually, and like I remember when I was when I actually did sit down to first start playing it. Like when I was still in the uh, the 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 pre twist part, and I was just like messaging. You, I was like, "Oh, uh, Monica's actually the best character in this game. It's too bad I can't date her." And it was like, "Oh, that's actually the entire point oh, of the game." <laughs> well, you're gonna, you're, yeah, you're I mean, gonna, yeah. It it's a little bit too obvious and heavy handed in those situations. And I just feel like there were some good ideas, but in the end, you know, you might've gone better doing a Higurashi kind of thing where from the beginning, you're kind of aware that Higurashi is this terrifying thing. Cause Higurashi does this a hundred times better. You're still aware because everyone who, you know, does anime, you know, <laughs> who's been, who's been looking at this as for a situation, anime's a verb now, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, knows Higurashi uh, anime all the time basically this went creepy anime children like that you you realize from the beginning like okay higurashi is kind of a horror thing and they still lead you in with this false sense of security of like oh silly silly children in the woods and then it's uh, immediately just like you know planet of the apes so they caught out his brain like it just gets to <laughs> horrific levels and genuinely stays with you i highly recommend people you have to pay, I think it's like 10 bucks for the first chapter of Higurashi on Steam, but it's so worth it. That is much more interesting than a f- basically pretty crappy game. And here's the big nail in the coffin, folks. I will I will put this shit to bed right now. The, <laughs> the thing that really makes this, this is the litmus test for how crappy this is. You know who's doing a bunch of videos about this game? Game Theory! Oh. Ew. There you it seems go. Like it, this, okay, making game theory about a game like Doki Doki Literature Club is kind of baby's first game theory. Let, yeah. Let's, no, let's wait, just... Are the characters dead and they're in purgatory? 
let's let's just jump right now. Let's just well, jump. We're we're not even. I'm not even going to give you guys a chance to transition or or keep going. Little Witch Academia. There there was the story uh that just came out for Little Witch Academia saying that there is a a new game and there's some some previews for it. A uh, Little Witch, mm-hmm. Witch Academia. What's up with this? Oh yeah, uh, Little Witch Academia. I found this on Crunchyroll. Uh, I did not know had had a game. Okay, uh, Google Docs. Let me do the thing. Yeah, and uh, I liked Little Witch Academia. I need to continue to watch it, but uh, I thought that this sounded it's like basically a really the good opposite of uh, that show. Triggers got first... up this season. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I, I have I have a love hate relationship with Trigger. Like Lulico mm-hmm. was great. I have I have a hate hate re- kill a kill. I have a hate hate relationship with Trigger. But Inferno Cop. Oh gosh. I, okay, the fact oh, that you yeah. like Lulico means that yeah, you probably yeah. also enjoyed Inferno Cop. <laughs> Inferno yeah, Cop is okay. fantastic. I'll yes, gi- I'll, give you you I'll give you Inferno Cop. I'll give you Inferno Cop. But even if you've only seen like the short of Little Witch Academia, you remember the fact that there was very distinctly this whole dungeon crawler aesthetic that they even verbally point out. Susie is my girl. Love her. Love you, Susie. <laughs> and uh, they're actually going to make it into a side-scrolling action game, which I'm very pleased about because I immensely prefer side-scrollers to... Uh, 90% of what anime fighters and games are, which is like this, you know, three-dimensional arena deal like Senran Kagura or Dynasty Warriors. Uh, so this is looking good. There's Yeah, I'm looking up snapshots. Some uh, new screenshots, screenshots of it right now, and it looks, are, it looks uh, Yeah, it looks like it might be cel-shaded 3D models, but honestly, mm-hmm. the characters are geometric enough to where that does work, and I'm not pissed off about it as I was with Inuyashiki. Mm. I understand some reasons why Inuyashiki had self-shaded. I don't know if I ever talked about this with you, David. We we praised Inuyashiki, but I did have an issue with the fact that sometimes randomly they would have, even without like the machinery aspect of uh, you know our main character, Mister Inuyashiki, uh, they would occasionally <laughs> just have like uh, Hanako in CGI, and I'm just like, why? Why the fuck? Yes. I, yes. Look, I get it. You're trying to save money. Why? Fucking why? But uh, looks like kind of like a one of those dungeon crawler games that they were spoofing in the initial short a uh, little wedge academia and it's in english so uh these captions are in english and everything like that so they are going to try and bring it here and guys uh little witch academia i feel like that was probably you know it it brought trigger into the public guy you know and then the show itself got onto netflix and has an english dub and everything like i'm i'm feeling good about this i feel netflix like this is, is killing it know... with the uh crossover hits lately i mean yeah they got that they got uh maybe you got devil man just blew things up uh a couple of weeks ago a show that i'm looking forward to be the beginning will be uh in the yeah, season just got announced yeah um I've, uh, every other country except uh america is uh, doing violet evergarden right now so so this, and, uh, game this game will be on for, PC and uh, PS4. Mm-hmm. Yes. P- PC and PS4. PC. And uh, I've got the yeah. description here. As the, school year, as the school year at Luna Nova Witch Academy approaches the end and summer vacation looms, Little Witch Atsuko Kagari finds herself getting into trouble again. As punishment, Akko is sentenced to clean the library where she finds a concealed chamber behind a bookshelf. Oh, so this is Harry secrets. Potter. This is literally the Chamber of Secrets, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> also, it looks like you can play as uh, various characters and from the show, and that's good because Susie, my girl, she's my daughter. <laughs> you know, I'm doing that thing where we claim characters as our weird family members 
but she is young <laughs> enough to be my daughter, so she's my I'll daughter. Protect it. I will tell my friends about it. I want to see it grow up strong. <laughs> baby boy, baby <laughs> evil. <laughs> Susie is both of those things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I ever did procreate, I'd probably have a daughter that's like, "Hey, Dad, I have poison." <laughs> Look at this cool. Well, Look, that that cool. was. I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. Um. Okay. Yeah. It says. Uh. Or yeah. I guess it came out on in in November in Japan. Um, I'm surprised they're getting it out so quickly. I wonder if that means they're not going to dub it. Which is weird because they they have a they have a dub cast like I mean like a dub cast exists for this game they're doing it I was uh, backtracking a bit like I couldn't believe it when I flipped on Dragon Ball Fighters and it started with the uh, Japanese version and I had to immediately go in and switch it to English. Oh yeah! Oh god! I swear to God, I hate the Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z. I'm oh my fine god! With it, really? I'm fine really? with it. If I'm playing this game, I want it. And I was. I, I want. I want those dub people. I know those guys. I, I am. I am mostly a dub purist. If there is no. Uh, That's right. If there is no dub of it, yeah. then yeah, you yeah. know I'll I'll do what I can. But there's only like maybe two animes that I can't watch dubbed, and that's Guard Cap. Because oh god, and uh, like <laughs> I'm the person on a Like I absolutely love the original Deke dub of Sailor Moon. We've talked about this before on this very podcast. Bless and I, I enjoy you, it. Jack. I love it. Bless you. <laughs> Why don't you keep your stupid shoes on your stupid feet, meatball head? Like to me, it takes me forever to realize his name is not Darian to most people. It's Mamaru. But fuck <laughs> you. I will call it his what name I call is it. Darian. I, like his name has been Darian for twenty years. And Queen Serenity. Yep. <laughs> and he, remember, and he sounds... remember, Jack. I'm in my thirties. He's always going to be Darian to me. Always. Always. I'm never. I'm never going to get pat. Like Mamoru sounds kind of feminine to me. Anyhow, like I don't. Mamoru. Mamoru. Mamoru desu ka. Tuxedo coming. Uh, but speaking of an anime, uh, that doesn't have a dub to it which i was told was going to get a dub i don't <laughs> is an amazon series yeah you're up you Greek on that one. but david uh i'm seeing something very interesting on this document here that i'd like you to explain i am yes I'm jack oh. yes you've got this <laughs> highlighted because i was i um i truth be the told thing i haven't is, caught up with it i i'm not let's on the i'll, I'm I'll the provide a little backstory I'll provide a little yes. backstory. Yes. I had realized, uh, thanks to a show that we watched for its in season in, in fall of 2017, uh, a show called Evil or Live. Uh, oh, also, recently, from courtesy of the World Health Organization, they have decided to take the idea of internet addiction very, very seriously. The fact that that happened when Evil or Live, I've been calling it Evil or Live, came out uh, was just really surreal in general. I don't think I watched. Uh, uh, that's that I only read up on that show. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, that's one I didn't actually and watch. Sorry. Continue. Given <laughs> that my my Twitter account had gotten suspended uh, in the last couple of days, it kind of dawned on me like, wow, because my day job is kind of slow. I was spending a lot of time on social media. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was Same. like, oh my goodness, internet addiction really is a thing. Oh my goodness, it is. It was like a thing. Like, I mean, like the very least, like if you have nothing better to do, 
since losing my Twitter account, I've been playing video games. <laughs> I've been watching anime. I've been doing podcasts. I've been using my life that doesn't revolve around anime. You're probably happier. A pig <laughs> in a wheelchair on roller skate. It's a whole new Jack, you. My favorite internet content creator person, Lindsay Ellis, deleted her Twitter account because she realized the same thing I've realized in the last couple of days. Social media really does make you unhappy as fuck. <laughs> and oh my yes. goodness, it's it's true. And my mood... Take our advice, kids. Uh, delete your social media accounts. We're going to post this on Twitter afterwards. Don't look at it. <laughs> my mood, Pop Team Epic notwithstanding, is so much higher now. <laughs> oh god, Pop Team Epic. The, this show is so good. It's we don't so good. It's always people to watch the show. Everyone's already watching it. Kids, keep watching Pop Team Epic. I'm just saying. Talk about it's it on so Twitter, good. but we won't look at it. <laughs> but along with Pop Team Epic, Jack, yes. I have decided now that I have a little bit more time, and <laughs> since there really isn't anything from the winter 2018 season that's really catching my eye, Jack. There's some good stuff, but you're right. It's thin, Jack. Listen to me. I'm I'm saying this right in your ear right now. <laughs> Put this in writing. I'm going to start watching Osumatsu-san. Hooray! <laughs> oh man, and and Chris, it sounds like you, you are uh maybe not very much ensconced into Osumatsu-san, but uh do I need to do my quick little refresher on this again or should I just tell you to watch it as well? I know very well what the show is. Um yes. and I it's, thankfully it's John have Arbuckle, seen the show. <laughs> I have I thankfully have seen the original version of the first episode, which was so funny it's now banned, so you can't watch it anymore. Yes. Uh well, I will go ahead and just reiterate for anyone who maybe or may not. I'm not going to go into the the <laughs> plot of it, but I will just say that uh quote unquote as far as plot. Goes, as far as well, I mean uh, the the concept of it, the mm. the characters are hard to tell apart from the first season. So, uh, Chris, if you do go back to it after watching what is a very great, very infamous uh, first episode of the first season, I'd actually recommend taking a look at the second season first because the characters were so ensconced in this uh, classic design from the original Osamatsu Kun, which they are a spinoff of essentially, uh, that they kept them in matching blazers. Everything is basically the same for them. And then the only minor differences are that the characters have different cowlicks, different eye shapes, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you can tell them apart later on. But for the meanwhile, you kind of need some color coding and they didn't quite understand that. And they find out oh, maybe like so seven, it might be a better idea for them to do that. So they wear different sweatshirts. I go ahead and take a look at the second season or maybe middle of the first season until you kind of get an idea of okay the one with the smarmy eyes is karamatsu that kind of thing <laughs> and uh david i will like you to report back about all of these things on our next podcast it sounds quite like you guys exciting. got a topic planned out yes Jackson. <laughs> yes and and i want to make sure you give me an update on sonic one about that <laughs> you got a lot more sonic mm -hmm. games to play after this mm -hmm. one I I am gonna I'm gonna keep trying. Jackson try with Sonic playthrough. <laughs> and there was say, something else still, though, Jack. Down to a jackass. Yes. There is one more thing we can wrap it up here. Uh, back in the day of the old A3K podcast, mm -hmm. occasionally it would come up that Hideaki Anno needs money. Mm -hmm. 
The problem with Hideaki Anno needing money, mo- most likely for his medication, pro- probably for his medication, is that... Or to, he, you know, keep the domain up for his live journal. He, he doesn't have... He doesn't have a lot of creative output. His his production rate is not exactly high. So what he does with Neon Genesis Evangelion is he licenses it out. <laughs> so lot. Get, hence the uh, legendary merchandise. Uh, a lot. The, uh, <laughs> the Razor campaign with the clean-shaven Gendo. Uh, uh, I mean, gosh, there's like... What was there was another one that just recently came out of like on the pile of weird Evangelion merch. Like it's a it's it's a legend. I had to explain this to somebody once online. They they didn't believe me when I told them about the uh, the the Oscar toilet brush cleaning set. But oh, but again, dear. I believe that it is likely so Hideaki Anno can keep his medication regular. <laughs> so I understand that. I respect it. I hope Yoshiyuki Tomino has done the same thing uh, as he has advanced in age. So what we're hearing is that there was a Evangelion licensed bullet train in Japan, and it is now ending and shutting down. After two years and change being in operation, a full-on Neon Genesis Evangelion bullet train is being taken out of commission. And as much as I have a a lukewarm relationship with Evangelion, uh, <laughs> this does look pretty cool, actually. Aside, yeah, I'm from looking at pictures of it now. Of like Ray, but like, it you looks gotta like put Ray on there. People wouldn't go otherwise. Ah, fuck Ray. Fuck Asuka. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's only one girl for God, me from that Jack, entire thank you. It is Misato. <laughs> Th- thank you, Jack. See that this is why that r- Jack. God, yes. <laughs> not a, not a day goes by where I I say. <laughs> You are so the right co-host for this podcast. Thank you, Misato. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. It's too bad I'm gay for the most part. But don't tell mom and dad. I'm glad. But this looks really cool. It's the Ava 1 uh, unit. And all the all the seats are all like nicely furnished. And, uh, you know, you get like the cockpit and uh, emphasis on cock. It, it, it looks nice. metaphors in my Evangelion. Chickens. Yeah, it's more likely than you'll think. Sexual metaphors in Evangelion. But I don't know. It uh, is serious. <laughs> would you? Would you guys? Would you guys uh, ride this train, or would you rather run away? <laughs> I don't you're, know. I'm, you're I'm not. You won't. No, I must. You I won't have to away. tell me. You <laughs> won't have to tell me to get in the train. You won't have to <laughs> yeah. say yeah, get in the train, David. I guess the announcements are made by the the guy who plays Kaoru, which seems like an odd choice. And like, <laughs> the only is just constantly announced that the world is, is ending there, every time. Is there any word or confirmation as to if uh, the people serving drinks on this train may be dressed as Misato or Evangelion? It does characters? come start with Misato's favorite brand of sake. Ooh. Well, not, now now nice. we're having a conversation. <laughs> now we're. I I'm just I'm, I can't get over the fact that the announcements are made by Kaoru. So then, does he if it's a if they convert into the sleeper train later on in the night? Does he go? Well, are you gonna get in bed? <laughs> does that just turn it into? Uh, it just basically turns it into the announce the, the Costco announcer from the, the you get Coleman- say, Welcome to the sh- welcome to the Evangelion uh, bullet train. I love you. <laughs> Or uh, let's let's not forget, like uh, you know, when they converted to the sleeper train, that they every single bed comes with a comatose woman for you to jack off onto. 
<laughs> I am so fucked up. Why? That, that, ne- that needs oh, to I be Oh, I see. When, when Devil Man does it, it's hilarious and a great beat in a moment. And when Shinji does it, it's creepy and weird. <sighs> That's because oh, that, Shinji is think. creepy oh, and weird. But the only train... He's so fucked up. The only... Tr- the only train I would ever accept announcements with is uh, if Spike Spencer at the end of uh, the last episode of Evangelion just started coming up on with all of his confusing and uh, frustrated questions like, what the hell is a train? Is Anna really running out of money? Oh, the movie better explain this shit. Question, uh, when you have to get to the station, um, do you have to ride an elevator and how long does it take? <laughs> Another question. Do you get a deep, passionate MILF kiss from Misato after you get off the train to make sure you go back on again? (laughs) You stayed in front of the doors and it plays the music from the third to last episode for like the solid two minutes and then the doors open. Uh, At the very last part of the ride, suddenly your eyes go strange and everything just looks like outlines of uh, crayon drawings. It's really really weird. They don't even have tracks at the end of the line. It's just the blueprints for what they were going to build. (laughs) track actually oh, the, the train actually goes off a bridge and into a, a, a giant vat of lcl fluid <laughs> do they serve can you get ta- can you get tang is that a drink they serve on the uh if. <laughs> these are some timely jokes about a very popular running currently running anime series on this podcast by the way if i uh if i made a big fuss on the train and uh, they had to call security would he hold me real still for over two minutes while uh classical music plays really loudly over the <laughs> you're being detained for a really really long time uh, uh, uh. <laughs> do they have do they have discounts on mother's day <laughs> you know what screw everybody i'm just going to ride the Razafon train by myself because it's going to be much quicker and better Oh, called the fuck out. And uh, I'll, and I'll I can say that because you can't at me because I don't have a Twitter account. Ooh, uh-huh. you're, you're untouchable. You're in, well, you're let's let you get into some more hot takes. But hot takes. The last thing I will say about this is I'm just waiting for the Lancelot to launch. And that's when I'll get on the train, Shinji. <laughs> Well, David. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. David can say hot takes about Rashafon because his Twitter account has been uninstalled. Oh, dear. (gasps) He was saying the wrong things on No, No one's going to get these jokes. So I corrected him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, David, why don't you lead us in in a batch of uh, hot takes as you have essentially... Uh, become the Twitter version of the aristocrats joke. Uh, let's just <laughs> let's let's let the notorious David Majors tell us what's going on, and uh, we'll we'll just chuck it around the horn and plug our pluggy plugs. David, you know what? Yes, Jackson. <laughs> what have you got for us on the internets? Not a whole lot. <laughs> See, he's off the social media now. He has nothing to. He does. He's counting on us to keep him in the know. He just found out about Doki Doki. If, if you're a sports Corp, fan, if you're a sports fan, I produce a podcast called Sports Odds and Ends, where my buddies King Kaz and JVZ they talk about the world of sports. They talk about oh, esports. A, they talk about human sports, sports coming up soon. There is, right. and they're definitely going to be talking about it. <laughs> uh, and I produce <laughs> it. I record it. I do all that 
sports talk radio producer stuff for that show. So sportsoddsandends.com. Christopher Ferris, thank you so much for joining us on the anime podcast of of some sort. Tell us, tell everybody out there what you've got going on and where they can find it. Oh, well, um, I, as mentioned, I'm, I'm a writer for AnimeNewsNetwork.com. I'm uh, one of their daily show reviewers. So uh, this season I'm reviewing uh, Citrus and Mitsuboshi Colors and the Junji Ito collection. So you can check back every week to see my thoughts on the new episodes of those as they come out. Uh, I also contribute to uh, some of the group features they do. And every now and then I'll write a uh, little editorial. So uh, just look for my name when you're on that website and read my stuff and the stuff from my other, uh, my other, my, my fellow contributors as well. Uh, I've also got uh, a Twitter account, which uh, nobody follows. So that's okay. I'm just there to follow people. Uh, it's uh, at, B Dubs Prowl, uh, and I, uh, I think that's uh, about all. If you uh, have anything, you see my writing, you hear my words, and you think you might want to uh, have me contribute content for your stuff, I am freelance, so uh, let me know, and I'd be happy to do stuff. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Jack, thank you for having me. You, what have you got? Well, I have a comic that is on its way to be shipped to my house that I will then ship to people like Chris, who pre-ordered it. Pre-orders are unfortunately over, so you can't get that cutesy little thank you note I'm going to write and then uh, hang myself in my bedroom. But uh, you can still get all the goodies with it. So uh, you got stuff like, uh, if you get the premium edition, you're going to get gold cover accents, an extra art print on it, a little key that will let you know some behind-the-scenes stuff about the 10 pages of concept art that come on it. And Let me just say real quick for everybody out there who may or may not want to print a book, Digipod, it's spelled like Digipod, but it's Digipod, (laughs) is a really amazing service. They have been so helpful and so vocal about any kind of concerns, and they get quick responses to you, and you're able to ask them all the questions they need. They helped me get the proof to perfection, procuring it promptly so that it could be (laughs) printed and pressed onto my i can't anymore Perfect. That, it gets it gets shipped to my it gets shipped to my uh, door and then i get to show, share it with other people so if this is something that you are interested in purchasing uh the places that you can contact me are twitter i'm not really on twitter right now because uh, jack, i don't know if you heard jack, um, you're, you're, this little guy you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have to carry the load for twitter for a little bit <laughs> I, I I will I will I'll be I'll be sharing the APOS stuff and everything there. But in the meantime, uh, my my Twitter I am still kind of indiscriminately yelling indiscriminately yelling there at, and uh, you know making my lopsided threads at Jack D Tyler D on Twitter. But if you really want to uh, get quick responses from me, you want to commission me things like that, you can DM me there or you can DM me at Rock on Instagram, which is where you get to see a lot of my artwork and a lot of the stuff before it gets to Twitter. So you might want to do that. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> From all of us here at APOS, thank you to David. Thank you to Chris Ferris. Thank you to me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a fantastic, a fantastic podcast, and we will see you again very soon. Sooner than you think. <laughs> okay, I'm in your bedroom. <laughs>